Hey everyone, welcome back to the Your Money, Your Life podcast, episode 44. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone listening. I appreciate you listening. I am thankful for you listening. I don't know if you can hear me. I have sweet sounds in the background, some music. It's a good day. It's a good day. I hope you are thankful and enjoying your day as well. If you're listening, please make sure to five-star rate and subscribe, review on Apple, Spotify, wherever you're listening. This week, we have what's in the news. So we're going to talk about, obviously, what's in the news, uh, how the market, market update. We're going to talk about our finance roundtable, the IPO process. What is going on with an IPO and why people are so obsessed with it? Investors beware. We also will have an interview. So I actually got an interview um, with a wonderful person joining us um, for the interview. Um, so Janice, Janice will be on the podcast. And so hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode a lot, a lot in, in this episode. So thank you. Thank you as always for tuning in. Whoa, welcome back. We have market update. What's in the news? So Tuesday, I believe it was Tuesday, the Dow Jones in intraday trading. So that means during trading hours actually hit 30,000 points for the first time ever. It's pretty big news. Um, you remember at the beginning of the year, people thought that, you know, we were all going to, the market was going to go to shit. Everyone thought the world was over, but no, we fought back the resilience of this world, the American people. We fought back and we're still swinging. We're not through the, out of the woods yet, but the market, which is a leading indicator said, Hey, we touched 30,000 for the first time intraday trading. And that's huge news. Uh, it's good news for, you know, for especially people that have invested for a long time. That's why I do what I do. Cause I know that people can be putting their money in, in the markets and passively growing it. Um, and obviously I'm not for the traders. So you trader people, um, Relax, <laughs> but th- I think that's that's what we want to want to do. But you know, other other market updates. Investors are still weighing value, uh, the get out and, and go stocks versus you know. Obviously, we have the growth and the pandemic stocks. Um, you're going to see that rotation back and forth a bit. Uh, on Wednesday, you know, we rotated back into the growth um, as we still have COVID cases rising. Cases are rising. Um, states are doing restrictive measures. We're still, you know, not out of the woods when it comes to this pandemic. So that's another thing to consider. And we also have to consider the stimulus package. Will lawmakers get it together and give the people some more some more stability, uh, provide aid, uh, provide liquidity, uh, provide certainty? That's what's needed. And we're still waiting on that from lawmakers. But I think that's another catalyst that the markets are looking for. Uh, so that's that's kind of a brief you know, market update. Um, and let's jump into the news. And first things first, the TSA says travel will be much lighter, but not be eliminated. On Friday and Saturday, TSA screened about 42% of the passengers uh, of the passenger volume from compare from what was comparable day uh, for comparable days last year, but they were still two of the busiest days at the U.S. airports since the pandemic began. That happened right after the CDC warned against traveling for Thanksgiving at John Hopkins, as John Hopkins reported record confirmed COVID cases. Um, uh, you know, A is projecting a roughly 10% decline from last year's Thanksgiving. Um, so it's important to note the CDC said they aren't worried about the disease spreading on planes as much as people traveling in order to gather in large groups. So that's their bigger concern. So that's something to look at for. I just thought it was an interesting bit of news. 
And we have big box retailers like Target and Walmart. They've actually spaced out the traditional Black Friday deals in order to prevent crowds. So they spaced out the time where you can get those Black Friday deals to prevent crowds. You know, e-commerce should be, you know, e-commerce sales probably going through the roof just based on the fact that a lot of people are going to go the e-commerce route. Um, and so that's another big thing. Switching gears, social media. I keep bringing up TikToks. I think I'm just jealous of these TikTokers. They're able to make these videos and do all these cool things and dance and sing. And But there's one in particular, a girl, Charlie D. Emilio, I hope I pronounced her name right. She hit 100 million followers on TikTok in only 18 months. The 16-year-old is a TikToker um, and she's dominating the platform because there's only two other people that have more than 50 million followers, but this young woman hit 100 million on TikTok. She first downloaded the app in May of 2019. She was just filming dancing videos in her Connecticut suburban bedroom. And now she is one of the more famous people on the planet. And most people that are under the age of, most people that are over the age of 24, 2022 don't even know who that is. I've, you know, seen her name before, uh, but that's crazy. I think, you know, she's, you know, launched a YouTube channel, which has 8.5 million subscribers. She has 33.7 million followers on Instagram. She has a podcast deal, signed a book. So that's pretty cool to see what social media is doing in her life. Um, and TikTok is, again, we've talked about it before. It's the fastest growing social media platform um, for, again, for young people's primarily but i think it's also it's like it's like what facebook was when it first came out it's such the growth is so parabolic um people are you know obsessed with the app there's also another one popping up called clubhouse um which i haven't really used and i need to get hip as more hip to it i'm on it but i haven't really used it but it's a clubhouse is a good place for people to go and just talk it's like a voice recording where you have little rooms and people can just like chat about different topics uh it's interesting. I, I don't know the longevity of that one as much because I feel like it, I don't know. I don't. I don't see the longevity as much in that one. But it's an interesting app, and we'll watch that going forward. Next up, S and P. So I think this was reported last week, but you know, Elon Musk and Tesla got added to the S and P in on December twenty first, and there was reports that now that Elon is actually the second richest man in the world, or by highest second highest net worth in the world behind i believe bezos um after his stock keeps going up with tesla and passing uh bill gates if not if i believe so uh, so that's an interesting tidbit for elon tesla fans and then and, and really what's going on with them switching gears now switching gears Joe Biden is expected to nominate the former Fed chair as the next Treasury secretary. Uh, the Wall Street Journal is the first to report it. Uh, it's a historic pick in the making. It's, it's confirmed Yellen will become the first woman to, lead, woman to lead the Treasury Department and she'd be the only person to ever occupy the country's top three economic policymaking position. So the Fed chair, the Fed, Federal Reserve chair, chair of the Council of Economic Advisors and the Treasury secretary. She is essentially the economic uh, greatest of all time, uh, which is really cool. Let's talk about her background a little bit. She did her undergraduate economics degree from Brown, has a PhD in economics from Yale. In the 1970s, she was the first. She first joined the Fed board, uh, Fed's Board of Governors as an economist, and she led the Economic Council of Advisors under President Clinton in the late 1990s and served the Fed's chair from 2014 to 2018. Um, she's, she's great. She's expected to be organized and well-respected among the global financial elite. Uh, it's a good pick, sound pick. People know her. People are familiar with her. 
Um, and if you think about what does the Treasury Secretary do, just think of it as pretty much the CFO of the United States. Um, she will advise the president on a broad range of economic activities from public debt to international sanctions. Um, so that's a good move. And I think it's uh, something that was needed uh, for the markets and, and for you know the economy as a whole. Switching now to another wonderful woman, but this time a fictional character, the Queen's Gambit. What is the name of the character in the? Is it? I forgot the name of the main character in the show. Uh, great show, watched it myself, and I wasn't alone. The Queen's Gambit drew a record 62 million household viewers in less than a month. Netflix said that was their biggest show ever. 60 million household viewers in less than a month. Why? It was because it's a great show. I, I wish the ending was a little bit better. I think, but it was still great. Uh, as you see, just listening, just enthralled by it. I tried to pick up a chessboard, see if I could play, and I was not that good. Actually, I couldn't even find a chessboard, but that's okay. That's all we have for news this week. I wanted to keep it light. We have an interview at the back end of this, so we're keeping it light. We appreciate you for listening to this week's news, as always. Let's jump into the financial roundtable and talk a little bit about IPOs coming up next. Hey, everybody, gather around. It's the financial round table. And I want to talk about initial public offerings this week. Uh, one, because there's a few out there that a lot of people are like breaking the doors down to invest in, which again, everything I take, one, do your own research. This is not advice, especially for my non clients listening. Uh, but, you know, this is, you know, something that people should understand fully because it's not something you just do, right? Uh, people don't really fully understand IPOs. They just see the prices fluctuating volatile and a volatile nature and think, oh, this is a good thing to do, which they obviously don't understand exactly what they're doing. And then it ends in tears for a lot of people. Uh, but, you know, what is an initial public offering? Initial public offering or an IPO refers to the process of an offering of shares of a private corporation. So, you know, all these new companies, like, you know, if you think about it, I don't know who TikTok's parent company is, but TikTok, for example, take any company that's popular that's still private. I'm trying to think of some. Um, Black and Airbnb. Airbnb is still a private company, meaning you can't go on an exchange on the stock market and buy shares of Airbnb because it's still private. It's only currently it's still private and it's held the shares are held by close family and friends, angel investors, venture capitalists. So you can't do it. But when a company wants to broaden or raise money and broaden the amount of people that can invest in it, that's when they go public. It's a pretty much a raising money tool for the company. So um, they won, they meet with the, they have to meet the requirements by the exchanges and the securities uh, and exchange commission, the SEC to, so to hold an IPO. So they have to go through requirements, uh, financial requirements, different things to be able to offer shares to the public. Uh, the IPO provides companies with an opportunity to obtain capital, to gain capital. It's really a much a, a money raising thing. They get, they raise money that way instead of going to the private markets, asking family and friends, asking um, venture capitalists to invest, asking you know uh, angel investors to invest. It's actually they're going to the public, uh, to the retail investors, to you and me, to other people to raise money. That's another way. They hire investment banks to gauge the market. Uh, so I've actually worked in an IPO when I was working in the horrible land at investment banking. Shout out to all the people back there. You guys sucks to be you. Um, no, not all of them. Just at my own firm. You guys do suck. Um, but um, they, um, 
that's that's one that's the way to look at it. So an IPO can also be a strategy for the company's founders and early investors to unload their shares. So all the people that bought, you know, Uber, like who, imagine who the first investor in Uber was, like a friend or family that gave, you know, fifty thousand dollars um, and got like one percent one share. I'm just I'm just making these numbers up. Now the company's worth billions of dollars and it's trading. Um, on the stock exchange and they sell their shares and they see a 20, 40, 50, 100 time return. That's, you know, how the game works in these situations. Um, but as someone that invests in these on the public markets, so when you're investing in the public markets, you have to be careful. Um, people just like see IPOs and yes, the price swings wildly because it's a new stock that the market isn't know which way to trade yet. If you're a newer investor, you shouldn't just be blindly investing in IPOs just because you see the stock jumping. It swings wildly, trust me. It's not always going to just go up. Um, if the company is good, possibly it will continue, but there will be swings. And if you're not ha able to handle that emotional, an emotional level, those swings, you should not be just blindly throwing money into IPOs um, because, again, the market is trying to figure out how to trade it. The market is trying to understand the company. Uh, they haven't even possibly and sometimes filed any quarterly earnings. Um, and so that's something to, to understand there. Uh, so I did have a couple of people that, again, it's understand that that means that all these companies are bad, but you have to fully understand the companies, dive into it, research, understand your framework before you're saying, oh, I'm just going to, company's new. I'm just going to jump into it. That's not how it should, should be done. Um, cause there's a lot of new companies that come out every day and not every one of them that does an IPO is a sound investment just based on the fact that it's a new company to invest in. Um, so that's a little bit about IPOs. Want to touch on that? Um, next up, we'll do a little bit about me and do the lead-in for the interview. Hello, welcome back again. So, um, yeah, what was going on this week? This week was pretty, pretty light for me. Um, I think it was light for everyone. Happy Thanksgiving. Hope that you guys enjoy it. Um, what are you thankful for? I mean, for me, just the people that are listening, thankful for you. If you're sharing, you know, this team new street, everyone that's sharing, supporting, I really, really appreciate that. Cause we had a fun, good year and we're, we're looking to continue, um, you know, doing a lot of great things. Uh, so just thankful for that. Hope everyone's spending time with their family, uh, shows. Um, I think I talked about the undoing. Have I talked about the undoing on here? Uh, it's, Last episode, I think, is Sunday. That's a good, good one to watch. I've put a halt on my um, rewatching of Game of Thrones for now. I'll put a halt on it, but I'll get back to that. Right now, locked into the Undoing final episode. What else is out there? I feel like there was some some more shows that I was watching this week that I that I miss. I also have football today. Some good games on today. They pushed back. Steelers and Ravens, which would have been a good, good nail biter. They pushed that one back to Sunday. Um, but no, I think generally we have just a, a great time of life right now. Um, and, you know, hopefully everyone is enjoying uh, what's going on. Um, now to lead into the right interview, we finally have an interview, um, which is great. I'm happy. Uh, one great person, one of the people that I respect in the finance game, and even just through the interview and talking to her, um, as you know me, I, I'm very wary of the people that I connect with when it comes to finance, but she's wonderful. Uh, talking to her, I learned more about her and her business. So Janice Rodriguez um, 
is you know a certified financial education instructor, blogging expert, and online business coach who built a $60,000 side hustle and is pursuing financial dependence. She became an accidental entrepreneur after a job loss led her to create a successful Latino food blog, Delish Delights. So check out Delish Delights. That reaches over 3 million readers per year, which is incredible. After becoming a successful business owner, Janice, she became passionate about you know, financial literacy and is on a mission to, a mission to educate not only Latinos, but everyone on the topics of entrepreneurship, investing, and building generational wealth through her financial podcast, Yakiro De Niro. I was on her podcast, and I think her listeners are awesome. Um, so yeah, she's up next. Appreciate y'all for listening. Hope you enjoyed the interview. getting started so hey everyone welcome back to the your money your life podcast we have a special guest janice of the akiro de niro podcast um thank you for joining me janice and being part of this of this podcast thank you so much thanks for the invitation of course so we were just talking before we came on you're doing a lot of things when it comes to money coaching uh, you have a great platform with your podcast and pronounce the podcast. So everybody can obviously find it. We're going to do it at the end, but I love for people to, to help understand, but tell us a little bit about what you've been up to as far as, you know, you're, you're a money coach. You're someone that's built up a business. You've done a lot of different things. So tell everyone what you've kind of been involved in. Yeah, sure. Hi everyone. So um, like Delano mentioned, I am uh, the creator and host of Yo Quiero Dinero, which translates in uh English as I want money. Yes. And so it's very clear what we're talking about. Once you understand what the title of the podcast is, <laughs> we're talking about all things personal finance. And so the really the origin story of the podcast is uh, I am someone like many of my peers as a woman of color, did not learn about money growing up, yeah. really didn't have a healthy relationship with it, didn't understand why I kept making it and it just kept disappearing. Um, and so <laughs> I found myself getting older, nearing 30 and having like this quarter life crisis, trying to understand like, what am I doing with my life? And mm. it really led me down the rabbit hole of just starting to want to understand how money works, how to build it. And also around that time, I happened to get laid off and it was a moment in time for me to really sit back and think about what I was doing with my career. Wasn't really happy. And I found that the layoff was the perfect opportunity for me to really focus on just exploring what I'm passionate about, what I want to do. And I kept coming back to food. So as a Latina, you're really like when you're throwing parties as a you know person of Latin descent, like it's food and music. That's literally what you need for a good party. Yes. And so I've always been exposed to the culture of like food and cooking. And I decided that I wanted to start a food blog. Mm. Didn't know anything about that. Uh, so I really had to just like self-educate, trial and error, putting things out there. And I have created a blog that now earns over $50,000 a year Ooh. passively. So, you know, even though I didn't intend it, I became an accidental business owner. And so just that really got me thinking about like understanding the power of money, all the different aspects of entrepreneurship that I didn't understand. Uh, and yeah, that led me to create this podcast so we can talk about all these things. Cause just like I didn't learn about them, I'm finding very much so that it's a common theme. We don't understand money as a community of color. And so I'm hoping that this podcast is bringing some insight to that for people who traditionally are ignored by the financial institutions out there. Yes. Yes. We've talked about that one. I want to commend you on 
like I joined your podcast, your, your following on your podcast is so strong. I had a lot of people following people really love what you're doing. So it, it's such a, what's the word? The brand is so strong. And I didn't even, we didn't even touch on the, the, the food blog. I knew that you had one, but it doesn't seem like that is actually a bigger earner for you than um, the other stuff that you do, which is, uh, like, I didn't know that. Cause it's like, I mean, on social media, your podcast, when it comes to money, people love following stuff with money. So like, that seems like it has like a, such a larger following, but the, the mm-hmm. food blog is, is really doing, is really doing well. It sounds like. Yeah, it's definitely funding all of my new projects, including the podcast. And so I really am a big proponent and I talk about this a lot on my platform is side hustles. It's Mm. just the ability to create things out of your mind that are rooted in your passions that you can monetize and really use to accelerate your wealth building goals. Yes, yes. So that that that's a wonderful. I, I didn't even, I, if anyone is out there, follow. Make sure you follow both the food blog as well as the personal finance tips, so, which is helpful. Like you mentioned, a lot of things. You mentioned you touched back on growing up, and we we shared this uh, similar experience. We didn't really have a place where money was like as first generation immigrant uh, coming from, from my parents, exactly coming from that. We didn't have a place where we just talked about money openly, or we had discussions about what to do with your funds. Um, And so it was kind of like a self learning experience. Um, And so now you've turned that into something where you're giving literacy to people, which I fully advocate literacy is, is important, right? There's so much information out there, but where you get it from and and how you get it is, is totally up to the person and preference. But for your, from your standpoint, what do you think, people gain from getting literacy, especially from your, how you provide it, which is over the podcast, your, your instant, your social media, you do many different areas. How do you think people are, 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 how does it help people in your, in your estimation? Yeah. Well, the thing for me and what I'm always thinking about when I'm creating content is really just accessibility. A podcast is free. So I'm not asking folks to pay any money to talk about money, you know? Um, And I think that's just important because Uh, There's a lot of content creators out there that the only way you can access their information is literally by paying some money. And Mm -hmm. I think that there's plenty of opportunities for us to find ways to educate folks um, for free and build a trust through your brand and build yourself up as an expert by really just offering information that is readily available, right? Because a lot of the stuff that I'm talking about, I mean, you can Google it. But if you don't even know what to Google, like, where are you going to go, right? So I'm kind of just, I feel like the podcast really just points people in directions that I want them to explore. So we do very like high level overviews of different topics, you know, budgeting, investing, uh, financial independence, all types of things. You're not going to figure out how to fix your life by listening to one episode, but it's going to plant a seed in your brain that Mm. then you can continue to research and I'm just really big on exposing our community to a lot of these concepts that just really are not, we're not educated on. So that's what I see my role as. And I have a corresponding blog with the podcast too. So there's a lot of different ways for people to access the information I'm providing. If you love listening to stuff, you can listen to the podcast. If you love reading, you can watch the blog or you can read the blog. We even have a YouTube channel where folks who maybe are hearing impaired and want to enjoy the podcast Mm but can't, they can actually read the transcript of our Mm. episodes. So, or if you just want to follow us on Instagram, we're providing plenty of free content on there too. Yeah. The Instagram, the podcast, killing it. I love it. I mean, uh, just seeing, you know, from the the growth of the social media just lends to what you've been doing because it's been growing. It's just been so growing. I don't know when you exactly started, uh, but the growth has been crazy. 
I think um, in January we started with like less than 100 followers and we're about to hit 10,000 at by the end of the year. So it's really? been insane. That's yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. That's yeah. awesome. No, that that lends to what you're doing because people are really tapped into it. Cause like you mentioned something that I almost forgot, but I want to touch on that. Yes, you can certainly two things. You certainly said like you can certainly Google it, but it helps when someone's providing the the roadmap. Cause a lot of people are like, okay, I just still need help because money's a thing where people are like, I need some sort of someone to provide a roadmap, which your your podcast and everything is doing. And I try to help clients with, and then you also mentioned something that was also important. Um, oh, it's on the tip of my tongue now, but I'm forgetting, but I'm going to come back to it. But that that's super important is the roadmap that people want. Um, even if they can Google something, they still want uh, a place where they can find it and it's readily accessible to them. So I think that's a super, super important point. And what are the goals with it? You mentioned you know, you have different areas. What are the goals? You're taking money coach clients as your money coaching, which is awesome. What are possible extra next goals for, um, for the podcast, for the businesses? What are those next steps? Yeah. So we started off with doing a free workshop. That's how I really introduced my expertise to folks back in April, right? As we were experiencing the highs of the pandemic and people just literally losing their minds and not knowing, you know, what was going to happen. I put together an event called the Side Hustle Summit with four yeah. other Latina finance creators. Yes, yes. And so that was our way of really, look, we want to help you. We have skills that we have built over time, how to build businesses online and doing all this stuff. And so we did a five-day workshop series for folks to come and learn all the skills mm. that we have spent a lot of years, um, you know, honing. And so that really like jump started our relationship with our community, I think, because they felt like, you know, these women genuinely care about their audience. We're not just here like trying to sell you something. We're trying to tell you what we know, the trials and errors that we've been through and provide you with tools that you could use to create diverse income streams, protect yourself from things like recessions Mm. and just really put yourself in a much stronger place financially. So um, I've continued to build on that series. We just did a second iteration in October and that was a paid series. Again, very affordable. We were charging yes. $35 for five days worth of workshops, wow. a ton of information. And again, it's just really providing like a ton of value to the community. Um, I do take so, one-on-one yeah. clients, but 2021, I'm super excited. We're going to be launching a digital academy called the mm. Side Hustle Moguls. Mm. And we're going to be focusing on all different aspects of entrepreneurship and uh, side hustles, multiple, multiple income streams, financial independence. I just really want to provide an, a platform because obviously with the growth of the podcast and the amount of people that want to work with me, it's becoming very difficult mm-hmm. to take on a, you know, one-on-one clients. And I don't want folks to feel like that, you know, they got to hop on a wait list and wait like six, 12 months to work with me mm-hmm. with the digital courses. You're going to be able to access all of the information that's in my brain whenever you want. Mm. So I'm super excited about that. That uh, that's amazing, Janice. And one thing I did remember um, what I was thinking about the, the point you mentioned was you can't flip a switch. Yes. You can't flip a switch and have things happen. I, I was trying to, I'm trying to get more tapped into my clients to say that you can't flip a switch. All these habits that we do over time, as you help your people within clients with is going to lead to the goals, right? It has step-by-step month by month, year by year, but it's not flipping a switch. And then all the goals are finally realized through working with someone or through becoming, you know, a coach or working with an advisor it doesn't happen, but no one, two, that's amazing. The summit sound amazing. I, I saw some stuff on social media. I think that is a great thing. And you're providing so much value for $35. That's crazy. Five days of worth of 
you know, information workshops that could cover people for lifetimes and just for 35 bucks. Is there a side hustle of summit two coming for the people? Yeah. So we, that's the one that we just did in October. Oh, so okay, okay. if there's Three, another one coming say. in 2021, yeah, a side hustle summit three might be in the works. Um, I think it's going to have to happen. And um, yeah, I really am just super passionate about empowering women, especially women of color. You know, when mm. we think about mm. the racial wealth gap and the pay gap, like we have two things we're fighting upstream against. And I think side hustles are the way to really equalize and eliminate that, um, that gap because the- you can give yourself a raise whenever you want. Dude, you're so, that's such a great point. I mean, the the, feel, the 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 empowerment that you're providing, all the ladies in the Side Hustle Summit that are providing is is invaluable. One, I don't think everyone could do like stuff that you, you do, right? Some people will have to work in a career, but there's a lot more people that are possible to do what you're doing than that are giving themselves credit for, right? The, the, the lack of confidence, the lack of knowledge. There's a lot more people that are possible. So you providing that knowledge and reaching a hand back is important. I've got to do better on that. I'm so, sometimes I get so focused in on and trying to work with my clients that I, I forget about that aspect. So, so that's impressive. And then the digital, I don't want to forget about the digital, uh, the digital literacy uh, package that's going to be available. Is that, are you doing through Kujabi, Teachable? Have you already set it up on a platform? Where will people be able to find it? Your website? So I've been looking at, well, yeah, you're going to be able to register through my website. I've been looking at Podia. They're actually one of the more affordable digital Mm. course um, platforms. Uh, And so that's probably it, but I'm still deciding on the platform. I've got the, um, you know, the structure of the content. So now it's just a matter of putting, figuring out where to put it. Dude, that's amazing. We have to, Janice, we have to be, we'll be watching out for that. This is, this is incredible. (laughs) You have so much stuff in the works. I'm excited for to be watching the growth and continuing. Um, so yeah, where can people find you? There's different areas that you have different uh, areas. So I want people to be able to find you in all the different areas that's best to lock in and hone in on what you're doing. Where can they find that? You want to know going on with the podcast? Easiest thing to go is yoquierodineropodcast.com. There you'll find all of our social media links. We're even on TikTok, y'all, if that's your thing. Um, and we have, uh, my food blog is delishdelights.com. So if you want to get free recipes, go ahead and head over there and check that out. All the social media handles correspond to the name. And, um, yeah, I mean, I'm super active on, on Instagram. So you ever want to hop in the DMS, ask me questions, find out what I'm doing. You can do that too. Yeah, please do, folks. Hop in the DM. That's how I operate. And um, TikTok, you're on. I got to follow on TikTok. I I check in on TikTok like once every three weeks, uh, but I know it's so. How do you guys create such ex- cool videos? I can't sit and edit and do. I'm like, it's like I don't have. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not that creative to create these cool videos to blow up on TikTok. But everyone else seems to know of you, Joy. Like you guys are such good at the TikTok, but I'm just not uh, good at it. But I'm happy that every other people. You just have to practice. <laughs> it really look. I will tell you, it took me six months to figure out how to use Instagram. So if mm. I can learn TikTok, anybody can learn TikTok. Mm, and it's wow. funny actually this first side hustle summit hold on let me sh- so actually the first side hustle summit we did and all of the videos that are on youtube are free so you can re-watch all the sessions one of nice. them was from a friend of mine named delian the money coach and she yeah. is super famous on tiktok she teaches yes. all about investing and fire and she did a whole one hour course on how to use tiktok to build your business so definitely check, check that out, out. 
Actually, uh, yes, I've, I've seen her. She's got a great follow on TikTok, great information. So yeah, I'm going to 100% um, people, if you guys see that, uh, it's free on YouTube. Shoot, I might check it out because TikTok's where the growth is at right now. It's like, Absolutely. it's the new social media. And like, it's like what Facebook was 10 years ago, like the growth. It, it's such a, people get, a, they called it face crack when it first came out because people were so addicted to Facebook. That's TikTok <laughs> now. I talked to friends like, yeah, I just watch videos for two, three hours. I'm like, you really do? Like, I didn't know. Like, I don't, I watched it's it for two hole. seconds. Then I'm like, oh, okay, that's cool. But I, I see the growth. It's like there. It's not, it's not even a joke. It's changing lives. Um, so yeah. I got to, I got to tap more into that, but no, geez, thank you so much. I appreciate your time. We're going to be following you on all those areas and watching the growth. We'll be looking out for the, the digital pack, uh, the side hustle summit three. So, so much going on, but really, really appreciate your time. Thank you so much for the invite and thanks for all that you do. Of course. Thank you.